Coming up next, the book and it continues its discussion on war and peace. Welcome back to BookNet. I'm the Force Rumble Elephant host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my good friend, Mr. Tanner Lewis. How you doing, Tanner? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Uh, how's your summer been, Tanner? How's it going? It's been good. Lots of work. Lots of work. Yeah. At Chick-fil-A? Yes, at Chick-fil-A. Just yep. ranking in those hours. Yeah, me and Tanner are hard at work on our project that's taking forever, but hey... When that's It'll done, we'll be cranking out the dough. Lots of money that come from those. Yep, yep. On a side note, I think... It, yes, no, it, it happens. On a side note, I think this is the first time I've had to say continuing its discussion on in a long time. We haven't had to split up episodes in forever. I want to say the last time was Pride and Prejudice, which is way back in, like, November, if not earlier. That's crazy. Yeah. But hey, War and Peace, it needs to be split up, okay? I've been reading since, <laughs> like, mid-May... And I'm only 800 pages through of 1,100 pages. And I got to tell you, I mean, 800 pages is good two to three times longer than your average novel. And uh, it's a little disheartening to only be a little over two-thirds of the way through. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) Uh, At any rate, Tanner, uh, you still have the Patreon post. Now has a physical copy of Warm Peace. The correct way to go. It looks really sick. It does look really good. It's a good copy. Amazon, my best friend just yep i love amazon i mean you can really you can get really addicted to buying like really nice books on amazon because that's me i i spend like four hours looking for the really good looking ones yeah and then when they come in and look it. crappy i get really mad and return them well it's because it's amazon <laughs> you can't like walk into a barnes and noble and just pick out the one you want but hey it's true i mean i still like the feeling of a good bookstore i love going to barnes and noble and other bookstores like that there aren't any good bookstores around me. I need to go all the way into Dallas, so not really worth it for me. <laughs> yeah, true fact, Barnes & Noble is one of the only major bookstore chains still available in the United States. You got half-price books, books a million, and that's about it because of lack of They're readership like, in the name. Those aren't even good bookstores. I mean, half-price books is good for certain things. Barnes & Noble is the only like good, good one still out there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there are, there are, there are cute like, the, mom-and-pop like, bookstores that are fun. There are, but they don't yeah. have like all the books that you're going in to look for. That's the pro- that's my problem with bookstores. If I want to find a book, it takes me too long to like, you know what I mean? It's easier to just pull up a search bar on Amazon. No, it is. It, it is. It's so easy. One, it's two so and easy. a half seconds search and then hit buy now. It's there in two days. Like I just saved myself time yeah. and money. Tanner, you know what else is easy? It's to forget about talking about baggage last episode. <laughs> Because we f- completely forgot to do that. That's right. So I guess we should start off this episode talking about War and Peace with some baggage. So Tanner, what's your baggage with War and Peace? Cooper said that he was going to read it. I thought it sounded like a good idea, so I went and bought it. But come on, like, you no, baggage is not the process of reading it. You had heard of War and Peace before. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, Charlie Brown. What is it, the Peanuts movie? The Peanuts movie, yeah. Yeah, Leo's Toys... Leo's Toy Store by um, War and Peace. Yep. Yep. Um, I'd heard of it there, and then my uh, mom's uncle had read it, and so oh, really, it had, 
his story is it took him three years. So yeah, as it should, as I, it should. I did. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. There's no way that took him three years. Here I am, yeah. like part halfway three through part out. two. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through part two, about <laughs> two months in. <laughs> yep. Just yeah, dying over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, the thing is, it's not necessarily a a hard read per se, as in. Like, it's not too, too dense for a classic novel, in my opinion. But the size is intimidating, and there's, like, no plot to, like, keep you going. Yeah. Like, a lot of other long books at least have some kind of, like, Les Mis is a really, really long book, but it has a plot that keeps you motivated. All this has is characters, and the characters are good, and Tolstoy is good, but sometimes that's not that's not enough. Yeah. The lack of plot is, was a little bit disconcerting for me. Mm-hmm. especially in part one and then cooper said there is no plot and i'm like wait a second what <laughs> and now the book is so much more enjoyable <laughs> yeah yeah it's true you're, you're not waiting for the plot it's true uh that's actually a good point but part one is weird because it's just these random parties characters getting thrown at you and then you finally have a good scene at the very end where there's you know the funeral and stuff um and then prince andre's stuff as well but yeah yeah anyway so my baggage out with prince andre right now yeah, he's he's a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah, in my opinion, I enjoy. It. Yeah. Um, uh, you done with your baggage? Uh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. I think the first time I ever heard of War and Peace, for some reason, and I was actually thinking about this today, completely unrelated. But when I was in elementary school age, my church and I go to a fairly big church, so they had like this little fake sitcom that they would do for the kids ministry, and it'd be like five or six minute episodes. And they would just film it around the church or whatever and show it to us. And it correlated with the message or whatever they were doing. And for whatever reason, there's this joke in one of them about how this person had read War and Peace in seven seconds. And they're like, what? Isn't War and Peace like the longest novel ever? And they're like, well, sorry, I read the title in seven seconds or something. And it's a dumb joke. But that was the first time I ever heard of War and Peace. And so instantly I know, okay, it's this really, really long novel. And then... At some point, we're on a road trip, and we're stopping in this town, and it's got an antique shop. And this antique shop has a copy of War and Peace, and it's just there. And I kind of flip through it or whatever, and it looks obviously, like, pretty long and boring and whatever, what I was, like, seven or eight at the time. I have a lot of baggage on War and Peace, but, I mean, it's the most famous novel in the world. So, hey, give me a break here. Um, And then, huh. like Tanner said, the Peanuts movie as well is probably a big touchstone for that. Just the the classic, the big Leo's Tolst- ah, Leo's Toy Store, you know. And I, I still love that joke. I, I think I made it actually in the episode notes for the last episode of War and Peace. But I really, I really, whatever, stuck with that. Anyway, and then next, what was next? Maybe it was, oh, there, there was another joke on a TV show that I was watching. This person kept talking. And then it was just a montage of her companion reading War and Peace and, like, crying and dying. I don't know, all this weird stuff. And so all I, all I knew coming to War and Peace was, okay, it's this really long book. Um, and then there was some stuff about it in Wonder. It's a really disconjointed baggage. I'm sorry. Then there was some stuff about it in Wonder. Remember Wonder, Tanner? There's some stuff about, oh, yeah. like, the main character's sister is reading it and whatever. And she's like, it's just a soap opera, basically. So all I knew coming to War and Peace was, okay, it's this really big book. It's really famous. Tolstoy is one of the greatest authors of all time. And I, I came to this knowing it was he's a good writer and it was going to be good. 
I know it was a lot of love in it. I know it's just giant. Um, and so that's kind of what I came to War and Peace with. So, yeah, there's my baggage. Well, Tanner, okay. I guess since you've read a little bit more, do you want to give more of your your thoughts of the story? Yeah, so um, I'm enjoying all of these war scenes because we're out of peace. We're, we're out of war. peace, yes. Um, uh, and it's interesting. I'm enjoying getting out to hanging with... Blah, 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 getting to hang out with Prince Andre and uh, um, just having... Uh, I don't know. He's a very well-written character. As they all are, yeah. All of them are, unlike um, uh, plot master... Um, J.R. Tolkien, just absolute. I mean, like, terrible. Yeah, I characters. Like, I wouldn't say Tolkien Sadly. has terrible characters. Just they're mostly flat. Like the side character, some of them are just mostly flat. I mean, um, and they don't have a lot of character growth. But I, I like Tolkien's characters. They're not terrible characters, I would say. Yeah, here's my only thing about Tolkien's characters: they have no character. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I mean. They like Sam gets Sam gets one or two characters like the fat, funny guy who likes food and he's really really loyal and you'll come to love him. And then Aragorn is just the king who's gonna do what it takes to get do whatever it takes to get the thing done. And then Gandalf is the old mentor, and then Legolas is the guy with the bow and arrow, and Gimli is the guy with the axe. And people just get these like one characteristics. But other than that, but yeah. I mean for Prince Andre, we have um. Uh... To bring it back to War and yes. Peace, he has uh, so many more character traits than all of Tolkien's characters. Yeah. They just they jump off of the page for Andre, and then for Tolkien, you have to be like, you have to read it three or four times to realize that there are none. I mean, like it's not to say you, you love aren't. Sam, you love Frodo, you love Gandalf, you love everybody. It's just the more and more you read it, you realize you don't necessarily read. You it do love characters. everybody because there's no reason to hate them. It's because Sam's a good guy. Tanner, don't beat up on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's because Sam's great. I'm sorry. Hey, come at me. Sam is the best sidekick character in literature. Come at me. Okay, I digress. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah, Andre's a lot of fun, especially in the in the beginning parts. Yeah, and like you said, he's a well drawn character. There are so many times in War and Peace where, like, if if I if I if I normally cry, I would cry, but I don't. I'm not a I'm not a crier, you know. And a lot of that stuff focuses around yeah. Prince Andre's family, just the tragedy of his father and his sister. And you can picture everything, the tension. You can picture um, this 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 old man who was once a war hero or whatever, and now is just a grumpy old man who needs to die but won't won't yet. And then there's this frail sister who's very religious, and you can just picture her. And then there's Andre, who's just trying to be happy, essentially, and failing. Failing, but trying it. Yeah. Trying nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, that's really... All the characters yeah. in War and Peace are trying to be happy. That's really what Tolstoy wants you to know. All these characters are trying to be happy. We'll see what happens to some of them if they become happy or not. Yeah, don't spoil over here. I'm not. Like, the only plot there is is about the characters. It's true. <laughs> like, the characters are... And actually, are, <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. Let's talk about it again. Here's what Tolstoy said about War and Peace. Like, he was asked about the nature of it. He literally had to write an essay about it. Um, this is what it says. It is <laughs> To explain it. <laughs> okay, so taken as a whole, wrote one critic, this 1805, which, which is what it was originally called, offers something strange and undefined. 
Such a critical reaction was so widespread that Tolstoy felt compelled to respond to it with an essay, Some Words About the Book War and Peace, written in 1868. What is War and Peace, he wrote? It is not a novel, still less a poem, still less a historical chronicle. War and Peace is what the author wished to express and was able to express in the form in which it is expressed. I mean, it's kind of Tolstoy being a little bit like, I'm Tolstoy and I'm great, but at the same time, it's okay. <laughs> this guy wasn't writing a novel. It's not a history book. It's what he wanted to write. And what he wanted to write, according to what we have here, is basically following characters. Yep. And hey, it's good. Honestly, though, I love that quote. I'm going to need yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it might be in the introduction to your <laughs> That's book. That's just... It's in the introduction to mine. I'll send you a photo if it's not. It might need to... That's what you should have put on your patron post. That one that you just did. Oh, yeah? What is it? Your whatchamacallit yeah, yeah, thingy? thingy, thingy yeah. Whatever we... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The story yeah. This that's is, not a this story. This is not an essay, not really a story. It's not like a... It's it's what I wanted to say. That's a, it's what the author it's intended what the author it to be. intended it to, to say, yes. That's correct. Silences um, all yeah. critics immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, Come though, me, I, bro. Think, I think more authors need to under... I think more authors need to understand that. Like, it's not about what the critics say. It's about what you intended it to be. And if you think that it hit that mark then so what like why should you care what they think well and like especially for go ahead sorry especially for all for some of the more um uh like some of the um c.s lewis's stuff like it's what i intended it to be it met its goal (laughs) it contrasted hell and heaven and so it succeeded. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I th- I think more people just need to have thick skin and be able to say no. I think more authors need to be able to clearly define what their thing is about because in recent years there've been a lot of artists who have done stuff and basically said, you know, it's whatever whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you can bring your own feelings and take away what you want. That happened with Luca, you know, last year or whatever. The LGBTQ oh, community yeah. was like, look, the, this is definitely a a parable of, you know, two 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 children coming to... And, and then the other side was like, no, it's not just a bunch of kids hanging out or whatever. And the, the director was like, well, it's... Yeah, you're both right. You can take whatever you want. It's not explicitly... No, it's what I intended it yeah, to be. Yeah, and the problem is... Yeah, I think that there's a difference between that. I think there's a difference between right. it... Like it being what the audience wants it to be, and it being what the director or the author intended. And the problem is also the director so, didn't intend anything. Honestly, he knew that this one side was gonna claim it like this, and the other side was gonna claim it like that, and things like that. Like he and there. I mean, if you watch that movie, there are definitely ways in which it could be interpreted to mean one thing and interpreted to mean another thing. He is not, you know, saying what he wants to say. He's letting both sides come to it. So there's a sense in which, though, the most neutral Disney movie that has come out, in yeah, pretty much, ever. pretty much, <laughs> uh, and but there's an, there's another side to it of where some authors, it's it's they want to do that, but it's being opaque clearly. Like it's it's Christopher Nolan at the end of Inception, spoiler alert, spinning the top and saying, "Is it real or is it not?" You answer the question. But he wants you to ask that. He wants you to bring your own interpretation. He's not leaving it open on purpose. Or he's not. He's leaving it open on purpose rather than just telling an ambiguous story for no reason, if that makes sense. 
but anyway, that's yeah. cool. We went on like a. Why do you have to bring up Inception? That very end is just yeah. like. It, and we can have its own discussion about, about that um, top scene or whatever. And at some point, I'm sure it will. Oh, uh, my my dad always makes fun of Christopher Nolan, and I, this isn't the time to do it, but I'm going to share it anyways. Um, uh, he says, um, Christopher Nolan. All of his movies are designed to make stupid people feel smart. It's, <laughs> I mean, a lot of movies are, you know, a lot of movies are make, I love the movies though that are like, this person thinks they're smart, I'm going to play to them and make them feel even smarter, that kind of thing. I don't know. Those those kind of movies also, I like to make fun of as well, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the dumb Anyways. person can watch Inception and be like, yo, what, what, did it, did it? Did it fall or not? Yeah, War and Peace. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the war scenes. So the war scenes, when I first read them, and this was months ago, but I remember them vividly. I was reading them, and it reminded me, okay, hear me out, of Red Badge of Courage. So back in the okay. early days of booking it, Red Badge of Courage was supposed to be our 10th episode, I believe, and we bailed. We did a Scarlet Letter instead. Because it was terrible. Because it wasn't great, you know? Um and our discussion around the Scarlet Letter yeah, was it was. Anyways, it was. I'm glad so. we swapped that out. But Red Badge of Courage, I said, Warm Peace does something that Red Badge of Courage tried to do, and it somewhat succeeded. Like, this section is basically the Red Badge of Courage section, just better, with characters you like and other stuff as well. Red Badge of Courage really tried to go for the confusion side of battle, and then also tackling the bravery courage side of battle as well. And this section does that even better. Like, when you're reading this, all you can see is smoke. You can feel the smoke around you. You can see the smoke. You can feel the confusion. You don't really know what's going on, per se, but you know exactly what's going on at the same time. Everything just feels kind of hazy, and that's what Tolstoy wanted you to feel. And then also there's this complex thing about, you know, people trying to act like they were the hero in the moment and not actually being the hero and things like that. Um, and coming to the realization that all these stories that people tell aren't actually um, the stories that they experience. I hope you haven't got. I hope you're that far in this section, by the way. But I mean, that's not really a spoiler kind or of. anything. I don't really know where I am. I'm gonna need to go back and reread yeah. a few chapters back. I'm like confused. I'm. I've confused myself as to what's happened. Yeah, but this section is just masterfully done. A lot of people say it's really like what it's supposed to be like in an actual in a battle. Um, and it's really well done. The haziness, the confusion, and also the emotions that you feel as well. So that's what I think about that section. What do you think about it, Tanner? Yeah, um, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I guess I can't really give... Uh, thoughts aren't coming easily right now. Um, I'm enjoying the hanging out with Prince Andre, I guess is all I can really come up with. I'm enjoying getting to ride around on a horse with him and see all of these generals saying this and saying that and just the confusion of him running around like a madman yep as an assistant or whatever he's called yeah and andre's a good character to kind of cut through everything to see what's really going on as well as you're doing it yeah yep yep i don't anything else to say about war and peace in general or the section that you just finished not that i can think of all right well that about wraps it up for today we're gonna do some donor shout outs real fast tanner where would someone go if they wanted a donor shout out they would go to patreon.com forward slash booking it and subscribe to any of our $5 and up tiers. That's correct. All right. I am going to say the patron. And then you're going to say, um, did we do War and Peace last time? I'm sure we did. I believe that 
Yeah, I think that that's okay, what we well, did. We'll have to do something different. Uh, you say the patron? No, I'll say the patron, and then you just say what country you think they're from in Europe. Okay. All right, okay. Anna. Um, England. Anna Pianuela. France. Mike and Sylvia. Russia. Mr. Mike and Miss Laura. Romania. And Jenny and Uncle Sam. Touche. <laughs> Italy. Moses. Czechoslovakia. It's okay, that's really insensitive. Okay. Zara. Um, Sweden. Anna. Norway. Emily. Finland. Becky. Denmark. Lizzie. Germany. Last but not least, Keenan. You said Spain or Portugal yet? No, okay, Spain. There we go. Huh. I was like, there's some big ones. You're missing I was like, I've, <laughs> I haven't got through all of yeah. them yet. I, oh, Poland. I haven't. I didn't do Poland either. I did most of them though. Yeah, I'd rather be Spain than Poland, to be honest. You got through a lot. Yeah, we have a lot of patrons. Well, I did everything. I did everything but the Greece and their 500 things that are directly above it. Yeah, we did Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And this might be insensitive too, but in full transparency, I don't think anybody actually drew that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, Yugoslavia, well, it might have been a terrible country. At least it was easy to group all the Balkan countries together, so I had to remember them. And apparently, like, <laughs> a lot of those countries are in dispute over whether or not their countries or territories or things like that, so it's weird. But yeah, those countries oh. are... I think entire Europe is in... The entirety of Europe is in dispute over whether they're a country or I mean, as a continent or whether they're historically speaking, yes. actual country. And still a lot of it is. I mean, there's Northern Ireland, there's the Balkans, there's West Europe, right, or East Europe right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's confused. confused. Except for the great U.S. Oh, I guess Ukraine's in Europe yes. as well. <laughs> but that would have been very insensitive, so. It's true. Hey, hey we stand with Ukraine on this podcast, all right? <laughs> we do. We stand with Ukraine. We do. We don't like Putin over here. All right, guys, well, I hope Not you enjoyed here. that podcast, unless you're Putin. And uh, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash book. And like Tanner said, links in the description. Support us. Forsake one cup of coffee a month at Starbucks and support us. You get a bunch of cool stuff. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we love everybody who supports us. And we love everybody who listens to it as well. But we love people who support us especially. And uh, we'll see you next time with we got to hurry up and finish War and Peace, Tanner, because we've got to uh, get back to normal soon. I think what happened is, obviously, Tanner's not going to finish this before the school year, so we'll just kind of keep checking in yep. on War and Peace as we go along. But I'll be done soon, hopefully. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll check the progress, check the progress report. Know what? We'll make a progress, progress bar. Report. I'm going to make it's a progress pro- bar for you guys. All patrons, expect a progress bar. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to keep Tanner accountable over here, guys. Yeah, anyway. No, it's just going to be an incentive. Behind the scenes, we're working on creating a book list. We're going to meet together and create it. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got a lot of exciting things planned for next year. Again, thank you for listening, and we're looking forward to be back on our regular schedule soon. Until next time. Keep on booking it.